Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two, and that is myself and my man. Mr. Front Row Kenny. What do you say, Kenny? How you doing today, brother? <laughs> Yo, what's happening? What's happening, good people? I hope everyone is doing well. Hope you had yourself a good weekend. Yeah, man. You know what? I had just probably one of the best weekends that I'd had all year, Kenny. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because all weekend I was on stage somewhere and it was absolutely fantastic friday i was in san diego drove back to la i was in long beat and did a show at the, here the crazy thing is is that the, the hollywood laugh factory has comedy clubs all you know all over the country and they i didn't even realize they had one in san diego kenny but but when i got booked on it i was like whoa i i, I didn't even know that that they had a, that they had a, a laugh factory down in san diego but it's right in the gas lamp district and it is absolutely fantastic kenny it's not big it's small compared to like a lot of the other clubs but it is just fantastic kenny and then i came back and did the long beach laugh factory on saturday and that was top notch and we had a really nice crowd and that was almost the complete opposite of San Diego. I mean, you walk in there and it looks, I'm not kidding you, man. It looks like they gutted out a church and uh, made it into a comedy club. And it was just That's fantastic. crazy. And, yeah, because the tables in the, the back, towards the back of the room, they have almost, it's almost like pews. And so when you walk into the club and you're looking to, and you're looking from the back to the front of, you know, to, towards the stage, it's like pews in the back, you know what I mean? They actually have tables set out in the front, but it's just... And then it's an upper deck. They also have an upper deck, so it's two-story. Man. Yeah, they damn near had to almost to, uh, had to put people up there on the top deck because the bottom was getting really full. Man, y'all had a that packed was, house. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, so we had two shows on a Friday in San Diego that were really good crowds. And like I said, Saturday was fantastic. Good crowd there. And Sunday was at a bar gig down in a, a, a little small city down over here called Whittier, California. And it was a nice little sports bar that I did out here. And let me tell you, man, I was exhausted already. I was uh, just kind of almost like not even in the mood to, to perform. But you know what, man? This is why I love doing stand-up is because when you get to the venue and sometimes that crowd is just amazing their energy is just amazing and when i walked in there it was packed kenny i'm talking about this was at 6 30 in the in the evening dang and and the and that that bar was just completely packed they had good music going and you can tell those people were ready for for, for some stand-up comedy and and so I'll, either way it goes I, all weekend it was just absolutely phenomenal and i had a good time being back on stage and in front of a live audience so it was it was great yeah, no, nah, I know that had to be real refreshing. I know, obviously, for y'all that have been listening to the podcast for quite some time, Renee is a comedian, and he makes people laugh for for a good living. You know what I'm saying? So that's dope. For one, I have never been to San Diego, let alone California. I have still been trying to get myself out there. But I will say, right now, for those that like to travel, it is expensive as hell to travel within the United States. You're better off going outside of it wherever you can go, which is for what I keep seeing is Mexico, Cancun, Puerto Rico, places like that. You can get out for way cheaper than some other places. Like, man, 
it, it is crazy. But I definitely got to get out to California. I do want to go to San Diego because my dad, he raved about San Diego. He went out there with my mom. She had like a she had a business trip or something like that. They had some conference, and my dad was in San Diego, but he was chilling. And <laughs> the one thing he told me was like, "Well, think about it like this: on Sunday during the NFL season, when he went." You up at 12 o'clock game, that's about 9 o'clock, I think, or whatever it is, 9, 10 o'clock, uh-huh. and you at the bar, you got food, you got drinks, and they got the game on, and, and you just starting your day. You can have your day full out to the max and end it probably around like 8 o'clock Eastern. You know, over here, when we got the Sunday night game, it's ended at like 11, 30, 12 o'clock midnight, so... I'm like, dang, that is kind of sweet. But, yeah, I want to get out to California, man. I want to visit. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you know, I, I mean, I'm originally from Texas, and we've talked about this many times on this podcast. But, I mean, I've been in California now since 2006, and I, I can't imagine any other place to live, man. It's just, it's just the weather is just a 100, baby. It's just like, I mean, so I'm spoiled already on this California weather. <laughs> and when you go down to San Diego, Kenny, man, it is just, I mean... I, I've never been to the Garden of Eden, but I, that's got to be. <laughs> San, San Diego's got to be close to it. Man, that's crazy. Now, again, going back to myself, I guess I could say I'm an aviation geek, so I like planes and all that. And that airport over there looks so cool. Apparently, there's this, there's like this parking lot. I believe, like it's almost. I think they have it as an observation deck as well, like at the top. And literally right where you're standing from what I saw, it's like the planes are like literally going right over top of you, which looks real cool. It probably sounds scary as hell to most people when I explain it that way, but it looks dope. (laughs) I've flown it in a simulator and it looks cool. So it would be dope to see it in real life. But yeah, um, definitely got to make it out to Cali though, for sure. Yeah, you know, it is uh, definitely a place to come, but you know what, you know, every other state has its own thing to to come out. And, and visit, but nevertheless, how was your weekend in general? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, so I actually went back home. So I went back to Maryland for the weekend. I saw my family, of course, helped my dad work on his garage this weekend. And I guess I can talk about this a little bit because it, this is a thing that I do want to do. It's going to take some time, but my dad has a 1964 Ford Falcon Futura for my car heads. You can look that one up. You may or may not know what it is. Two door, it's a two door convertible, soft top, old school, and wow. you know it needs, wow. it definitely needs some work for sure. It's been sitting in the garage for a while, um, but you know I, while I was cleaning it out, while we cleaning the garage, I told my dad, I was like, man, I don't know what you're gonna do with this car, but let me know. And he was like, well, I don't plan on doing nothing with it, but I was like, well, you know, I I watched so many videos on YouTube of people making a having a project car, and it takes time. Some people it takes a year. Some people it takes four or five years and et cetera to put it together. But then I, as I watched the videos, I'm like, well, this one guy was talking about, well, you know, just think about it like this. You put it together in pieces. Like you just buy things, you know, periodically here and there. You buy a door panel. You buy a radio, a handle. Eventually you get to the wheels and everything else in between. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it, you know if you're not in a rush, which I am 100% not in a rush, it's definitely something that can be doable. My dad's really, really handy, and I think it would be a dope project. So hopefully, maybe in a few years' time, you know, however fast it can take, doesn't matter to me. Perhaps we can get that thing back to its former glory. Because my dad told me people wanted to buy that car every time he would clean it up and park it somewhere. People want to buy it. 
Like, that's how sharp it would look. And I looked at pictures of it. And if y'all ain't never seen a Ford Falcon, a 64 Ford Falcon at that, go look them up. They look sharp as can be when yeah. they have mint condition. And when I saw that, I was like, you know what? That would be a great spring slash summertime car just to drive, maybe take it to a couple shows, do that. And I would love it. It, it looks like a real cool car. And I'm a Chevy guy for the most part, but this Ford looks really sharp. And I can't help it. I can't. So maybe <laughs> maybe in a few years or however long it is, I'll be riding a Ford, a Ford Falcon during the summer. So which, Yeah, so that's the summer of my weekend. So I have fun. Wow. I'm back in what Charlotte now, but I had fun this weekend. Well, it sounds like you were in the company of not only uh, good family, but good cars as well. <laughs> good cars as Man, well. Man, you know my dad got me into the cars, <laughs> so it was always going to stick to me. I mean, hey, look, I'm working in the sport with nothing but fast cars now, so... Yeah, well, speaking of fast cars and speaking of cars in general, how about that Atlanta race that we had and none other than the Bush brothers go 1-2, but Kurt ends up pulling it out, beats his brother to take uh, to take the checkered flag. I mean, you know, Kenny, this is just another part of how this season has been going. I mean, you know, I, I, how, how, many, how many races do we have left? Man, we are counting down. I think we are at... Five to go. Yeah, it should be five. It, five it, sh- to go? it should I mean, be should be five to go. You know, I, I I'll be honest with you. I, I I knew, you know, I knew we were coming down close to you know to the to the end, going into the you know to regular season. And five is correct. Yeah, five is correct. It, it, it is five, yep, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but man, I mean, you know, who knows the way this whole year's been going? I mean, here's another winner. You know, it's just the way that the season's been going. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, shout out to my buddy Dontre because on Twitter, he called this win. He said, we're due for a Kurt Busch win. This is prior to the start. And of course, lo and behold, we got a Kurt Busch win, yet I did not expect it to be in this fashion. I didn't get a chance to watch it like TV-wise. I listened to it on the radio while I was on my way back to, to North Carolina. And of course, shout out to the folks at PRN as well. They painted the picture well enough for me to put it in my in my head to think what was happening. And when I got home, I saw the highlights, and I'm like, "Yo, this is crazy! Like, th- like this is crazy! Liter- literally, yeah. We got the t- <laughs> we we have family in the <laughs> we have family in NASCAR as much as there is. But then to put the icing on the cake, we get a Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch one two finish again, which was pretty nuts. But yeah, it, it was fun. Yeah, it, it was fun. Now Kyle Busch was not happy at all. As as you guys know, Ross Chastain ended up blocking for his teammate, Kurt Busch, and that impeded Kyle Busch, and he could not make his way back around Kurt Busch, obviously, and that was that. And Kyle, after the race, was not happy. He actually paraphrased it and didn't say it, but he called him a POS. If you don't know what POS means, um, look it up. I think you should figure that out pretty quickly, but <laughs> Kyle Busch made look that up, very look clear. Look that Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, look that up on Urban Dictionary. You tell me what comes up, and I promise you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's Kyle, right? Yeah. But And, and you know, here's the funny thing. You, you, uh, Kenny and uh, everybody else knows that's out there, especially our uh, fans of no uh, alters, no breaks. You know, I... Kyle would be mad at his own mother if she won. For whatever reason, there would be some kind of reason that he didn't win, and he would be upset. You know what I mean? He was mad at his own brother before. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) They didn't speak for like a year or however long it was. I think it was an all-star race. They wrecked each other. I remember watching this on TV, and he talked about it on I Am Athlete, and I think they didn't. him and Kurt didn't speak for like a year. 
It, I think yeah. it took their grandmother to say something, and that's the only reason why they probably speak today. But yeah, but you know, you gotta you gotta love the competitiveness, uh, the competitiveness with not just Kyle, but uh, I mean, with both Kurt and Kyle. You know, the Bush brothers they they are competitive, and obviously, I think Kyle is a little bit more edgier, obviously, because of just how we know him. Because I think we've always you know said this over the years, and 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 especially on this podcast, you know, there's no in between with Kyle. Oh, yeah. You either love the guy or you hate the guy. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're, if you're not a fan of Kyle or if you don't like M&M's, I mean, you just don't like the guy. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. And there's a reason why, you know, there's a reason why they call him Rowdy. And then there's another reason why, you know, a lot of people boo him. But, you know, it's it, you got to love the competitiveness, though. Oh, I love it. Trust and believe me. And you know what's funny? You bring up M&M's. So... Chip Ganassi Racing on Twitter before the race, there was a video they posted, and Kurt Busch was sitting there, and he had a pack of M&Ms, and he was like, you know, he was like, man, these M&Ms taste pretty good, Kyle. I like these M&Ms, and then he goes out and beats them, right? It's crazy timing, or as he said to the Atlanta crowd, he was like, hey, guys, we beat Kyle. I was like, yeah. I'm like, man. Crazy race, yeah. absolutely crazy race for the final race on the current Atlanta configuration. So, yeah, I think that's one way to go out. That pavement and that configuration has been there since 97, and that's the last race on it. And they even gave Kurt a piece of the track, so that's pretty dope. I low-key want yeah, one myself. Matter of fact, I want one myself. That was the first race I actually went to in 2017, so that would be dope. Like, that would be really cool, but hey, you know. It's crazy, yeah. but new new surface coming next year. Gonna be a completely different track. Still gonna be a mile and a half, but yeah, it was it was one hell of a race on Sunday. I think yeah, the fans sure got was. their money's worth for sure. Yeah, I think they did too. You know what, Kenny? If you if if you want, let's go ahead and run down the top ten of the race. So why don't you you go ahead and just let us know what the top ten was? Yeah, absolutely. And you guys already know. Obviously, Kurt Busch is the one who won this race this weekend, and that solidifies him into the playoff. He becomes the twelfth different winner. So far this season, so that yep. means only four spots remain at the moment that are not locked in, and man, he did it. So moving on, another Chip Ganassi win, as we all also know they will no longer be a team next year. That will be Trackhouse Racing's uh, team as they bought them up a few weeks ago, so that is pretty crazy. And of course, in second place was Kyle Busch. He was not too thrilled by that one. Third place is Martin Truex Jr. Fourth, Alex Bowman. Fifth, Ryan Blaney, who won in the spring, had another good day there. Tyler Reddick came home in sixth. That is his third top ten in a row. So he has slowly but surely picking it up. I think he is only 94 points above the cut line. So he is starting to click at the right time. And he's got to have a good another set of five races to go in his way, in his hand. And I think it should take care of everything in that department for him. Chase L.A. came home in seventh. Georgia Sun did not win in Georgia, unfortunately. Christopher Bell came home in eighth. Matt Benedetto, obviously for him, that ninth place finish is great, but his future is still unknown for next season, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen to him, but it's good to see him make good strides, and I think these last five races are going to be critical. At this point in time, they can get in by points. Excuse me. They can get in by points, but I think it's a little bit more of a long shot, and I think at this point you just have to go get yourself a win and go yeah. and go out that way in my opinion but hey you never I know what may happen you I never you never know with that. you know you never know with him but I think slowly but surely him and that team has picked up is what he talked about 
I mean, look at the schedule. You've got New Hampshire, Watkins Glen, the Indianapolis road course, not on the regular oval this year, Michigan, and then the closeout the season is Daytona. Now, last year, William Byron obviously got himself into the playoffs by winning Daytona last year in August, and Matt Benedetto has been close every single time at these super speedway races, and I think if it does come down to the very, very end, that would be the place I could pencil him in as I can get in this way, I can win this race, I can take it home. I think that's where it will happen at if it does, but I'm not really 100% sure on the rest. But we'll see. You never know. But that team and the Wood Brothers, they have done a pretty solid job thus far this season. Cannot count them out completely. And to round out the top 10 is Brad Keselowski, who also has himself locked into the playoffs with a win earlier this season. So he's good to go. But that was the top 10. I don't think we really have any true notables this time around. Honestly, we obviously talked about Ross Chastain blocking Kurt, uh, yeah. blocking Kyle Busch and making that happen right. and creating quite a wild finish. But, yeah, you know, I thought the race was cool. I Again, like I said, did not watch it on TV, but I listened to it via radio, and they did a great job of painting that picture. It sounded like, of course, tires were the absolute Achilles heel of everyone as that place is what is known as a cheese grater. That thing eats up tires. Like, at the moment, it eats up tires. It tears everything up, and that's why they had, I think, 12 sets this weekend. So, yeah, um, yeah, well, solid Atlanta yeah. race to close it out. That's the last one on that current configuration. Yeah, I'm going to say this. Going back to what you were talking about as far as, like, the, you know, the drivers who are sitting kind of on the bubble with points and blah, 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 blah. And, and like, how you referred to Matty D., you know, it, I'm pulling for this guy, and I've said this before about Matty D on this podcast that, you know, I, I mean, I love this driver. You know, I, I always root for this guy, and I think you're right. Finishing ninth was good for him and, and getting him closer to, you know, to being uh, off the bubble and inside the playoff picture. But the way that this whole season has gone and Kyle Busch definitely making uh, a statement of just how this whole season has been with all these different drivers – you know, all of these guys, and like I said, I'm going to have to agree with you, Kenny. You know, these drivers are just going to have to go out and get it. There's no other way that I see, the, you know, a, a handful of those drivers that are sitting on that bubble getting in just on points alone. I think they're definitely going to have to go get it. Keeping with Kurt Busch, Kenny, now Kurt Busch wants a chance with the next-gen car, correct? Yeah, I know his contract is up for uh, next year, so technically speaking, he is in the realm of a free agent, so... Trackhouse obviously has a second charter, and what most are saying is Ross Chastain may be the number one suitor for that, because I think in the past, he was actually one of the drivers that was up for Trackhouse when they became a thing before Daniel Suarez got that ride, so I think there is that looming chance of that happening, but we'll see, but I'm not really sure else where Kurt Busch would land. Like, I really, I don't foresee him going back to Penske, right? When they have a, technically, they're going to have an empty spot, possibly. So, well, they won't have an empty spot. Let me, well, actually, yeah. Pending if Brad Keselowski goes through everything, which it seems like it is, I'll say that is another landing spot, maybe. But I really don't foresee that. Well, the way I see that situation going, if it is possible, what I'm thinking is it'll end up being Cindric and the number two, potentially. And then moving that car, moving the other car for, you know, Matt DiBenedetto. Maybe he stays in the 21. Who knows? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's how yeah. that pans out. But Kurt, if he is, I would imagine he stays where he's at. When I say he's where he's at, he'll go to Trackhouse, if anything. That That's my guess. But 
I'm not sure how that'll go down, but he says he wants to race a new car, so it'll be interesting to see whether or whether or not he does. But yeah, silly season definitely <laughs> is still a thing. Yeah, exactly. Now here, here's a, a a small turn of events, Kenny, and I had to look this up because I wasn't sure if it was if it was true or not, and I wasn't sure if what I was reading was maybe I just thought I had one too many drinks. But I saw Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin star in a music video for Post Malone's uh, new single. Uh, 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 did I read that right? Hey, look, you read it right. Now, see, Denny, <laughs> see, this is what Denny did, right? So Denny posted a fire suit on instagram and it had like the jordan logo on it and everything now most most people were like well well, does that mean 23xi is gonna finally get jordan merch that's not the case right however then he posted another picture and it was like whatever the date was of friday and and everybody's like what is that supposed to be and i think some people put two and two together after seeing a couple things on instagram but yeah they feel they filmed the video at Auto Club actually, so it was pretty dope. <laughs> it was yeah, pretty dope and, you know and very they, unexpected. I'll say that. Yeah, and I filmed it right here where I'm at. Down yeah, there, li- at the literally right there. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh man, I, and and they had some real celebrities in it. They had uh, Tommy Lee from the Motley Crue drummer because the song is called Motley Crue. Yeah, uh, Ty Dolla Sign, Big Sean, and you know, of course, a multiple NASCAR stock cars are were, were also spotted in the video. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to check that out. Uh, I haven't seen the video. Have, have you seen it? I have. It was it was cool. It was pretty cool. The song was actually kind of cool. I'm not even the biggest Post Malone fan, but the song was cool. Apparently, also he must be somewhat of a Mark Martin fan because he. Mentioned something about Mark Martin, and Mark Martin actually tweeted him back or oh, tweeted wow. tweeted back about it. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I know Mark is a huge fan of Gucci Mane, so that's kind of dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Well, switching gears to another subject. So, a USA Network greenlights a new NASCAR docu series for the 2022 premiere, and I gotta say, Kenny, I'm really looking forward to seeing that because that it has to be a good one. I would imagine that it's got to be anything less but fantastic. Yeah, no, I really do appreciate like a lot of those docu series that go in depth, yeah. and they did one last last year with Motor Trend, and it was very you know in depth going through the season. This one is going to be called Race for the Championship, so it'll highlight everything from the beginning of the playoffs to the end. So. That's pretty dope that they're going to cover those 10 races, and obviously it's super intense during those times, so I'm really looking forward to that, and as crazy as a season we've had so far, I'm really hoping that we'll continue to have those moments captured, and for those that may dabble in Formula One as well, I don't know how this series is going to end up looking like, but I know a lot of people have wanted to have a Drive to Survive docuseries, which if you've never seen that I don't care if you're not a racing fan or not. My brother's not even a right. racing fan, and he watched it, and he told me he really enjoyed it because it was so in-depth. That's what people want to see, and I think there has been times where that's been done, but I think, you know, that I, I don't know what it is about it. That doesn't seem like it's done very, very often up until, like, I guess a few years ago in my eyes because I remember back in the day, and I'm not old, but this, <laughs> this is something I remember. The 2003 NASCAR Winston Cup Series then, they did a full document document series all the way from the beginning of Daytona all the way till the end at Homestead of that year. And it was it was cool. Like I really liked the style of it for that time, for that time frame and they really went relatively in depth and they covered everything to a T. It was fun. I really liked series like that. I think they did that in 2002. And 2003 and N04 was the last one that I can remember, but 
Yeah, I like stuff like that because it gives yeah, you a behind too. the I scenes. Do. You know what I mean? I like the behind the scenes of everything, no matter. I don't work for a team, so I don't have that same experience as everybody else. I get the behind the scenes in the corporate side. But I've never seen it behind like the team side. It is corporate, but still, I haven't seen it behind the team side. It's different. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This will be real cool, and I yeah. can't wait for it to come out. And continuing with the docuseries and documentaries, the new Chase Elliott documentary is set to be released on Peacock as well. And now, and if I'm not mistaken, that is actually going to be done with Dale Jr. being a part of it too, right? I think I read that in there that they it's actually Dale Jr. He's interviewing Chase Elliott the whole time in his hometown, and it kind of shows like you know Chase Elliott's upbringing all the way through the NASCAR. You know, a sport itself up till now. I'm going to be honest with you, I, now that I can't wait for either. Yeah, that's going to be real good. I know Dale's had his time, had his chance to spend a lot of time with Chase after his championship. So that's pretty dope. I mean, I mean, think about Chase. I mean, he has come from obviously a family of a NASCAR champion, Mr. Bill Elliott. Don't know if y'all have ever heard of him. You know, Chase has a very different life. I think some people don't know some of the behind the scenes things that he does little do people know he also has a pilot's license he does fly which is pretty dope that is dope and i think most people don't know that <laughs> yeah and I, and I saw something that had like them at an airport hangar or something of that nature in one of the clips and i think that's pretty cool i don't know how much they're going to highlight that but um definitely looking forward to seeing it it'll be real cool with uh, dale jr being the host because he really gets in depth with those things and i think Dale is a people's person, if that makes sense. He's yeah, literally, he is, he's literally that guy. Like, he might have fu money, but he is the guy you can have a beer with at the bar, and y'all will probably talk for hours because he's just that type of person, you know. So yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be a like, cool series. Yeah, you know, because the way I look at Dale Jr. is kind of the way that I look at Peyton Manning, you know, with football. Like, you see a lot of these things that Peyton Manning does now that he's retired and, you know, where where he just does all these little things with, with other baseball players or celebrities. And he's just so... He, I mean, he, he 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 seems, at least in my opinion, he seems likable like that. And I think Dale Jr. is is even more likable than Peyton Manning, just in that sense of just getting along with with not just NASCAR drivers, but with but with any anybody, whether you're a celebrity or not. And Dale Jr. seems definitely like the kind of guy that you could walk into a bar and sit next to and just talk some NASCAR and not really. You know, you know, have to be so starstruck, I guess, or you know, it, yeah, he literally could come off just like <laughs> a regular guy that's sitting in. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, hundred percent. But but yeah, I definitely can't wait to see that. So that'll be really good as well. I think we pretty much covered all our bases here, Kenny. I mean, if if, if you're ready, I'm ready. We can go into uh, some New Hampshire predictions. Yeah, no, for sure. And actually, next week will be our last episode for two weeks because we are going to the Olympic break. So after the New Hampshire podcast next week, that'll be us until we get back to Watkins Glen. So, yeah, that'll be cool. That's right. All right. Well, here we go. Let's do it. It's New Hampshire. And here we go with our predictions. It's time for race predictions. And this is who I got. Kenny, I know I went with uh, a couple of guys last week. And I was really happy for Kurt Busch this week. I was really glad that he came out and uh, on top. But I am going to go 
with another driver who has yet to win a race. And I'm going to go with my man, Kevin Harvick. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick, the number four. He hasn't won a race this week, this year, has he? Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. I didn't think so. I had to wait. I had to sit there and wait. You know what? It's See, cra- It's is, probably crazy because everyone it, thinks crazy, like, you would right? think he, by now that's happened, but <laughs> it, it's my, been it's been that type of year. I have my hands over my eyes and I'm going. I I just can't believe I'm I'm saying this. It's just I'm gonna go with Kevin Harvick, uh, Kenny. I'm going with Kevin Harvick as my winner and my alternative pick. Kenny, I'm going with Denny Hamlin. So uh, these are my two picks. I got, I, I, I'm going with the number four as my winner. And for my alternative pick, I'm going for the number 11, Denny Hamlin. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. What say you, my man, Kenny? <laughs> All right. So we're going to be similar, but I can't go fully similar on this one. I will pick Kevin Harvick as my main pick, though. He is a former winner at New Hampshire. And then for my alternative pick, I'm actually going to pick the guy who was pretty pissed off after Atlanta. I'm going with Kyle Busch, who was also one in New Hampshire. So those are my picks. I'm going to stick to them. What say you? All right. Well, that is about it. And if you guys, those are our picks. Well, if you guys got picks, if you guys got somebody who you think is going to win and you got somebody who you think is uh, also going to win as an alternative pick, I want you guys to send them to us on our social media. And it's across the board at Turns No Breaks. That's across the board on social media at Turns No Breaks. Hit us up and let us know who you think is going to win the race and also Kenny you know I always like to tell everybody that that is fans of all turns no breaks we certainly appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to our podcast each and every week that means so much to us if you know anybody that loves NASCAR just as much as you do just as much as we do please turn them on to our podcast this uh, podcast is uh, by fans for fans and uh, we mean true to that all the way to the deepest of our hearts because that's how much we love this sport. For Kenny, myself, we always appreciate you tuning in. Please take care of each other, and we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. See y'all again. Drink y'all water, please. Thanks so much for tuning in. 